0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowy. on my phone this time because my computer uh, sucks today, uh, but I'm joined by a hardcore punk band, uh, Ball Stomper. Uh, they've got a new EP out. Uh, it's called Bed Bugs. It came out a couple uh, months ago. Um, I'm excited to talk to them about their passions, artistry, and why they do what they do if you folks would so kindly uh, introduce yourselves and uh, what you do in the band.
1: Um, I'm Ivy, I play guitar and do some vocals. I'm Dora, I play math. I'm Jesse, I do vocals.
0: Welcome to the show, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having us. It's a
0: pleasure. You're super welcome. Uh, I really liked the, uh, I uh, appreciated um, the uh the calendar post you made a couple weeks ago of uh ben podcast
1: uh um, well because I, I knew several people named ben and i was like what am i doing with ben on this day like i just yeah I, uh, I have to i have to remind them exactly what we were doing i almost forgot but but i mean i was still excited to do it i just didn't put it together that uh that that was the ben i was talking about when i scribbled it on my calendar stuff. <laughs> <So>, yeah <laughs>
0: No, I, I feel that I honestly would forget about most of my episodes if I didn't keep them all in my notes function in my phone. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, how to start? Uh, how are your days going? Uh, how How are you all?
1: Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot today, but it's uh, warmer than it was yesterday. So. Uh, I don't know. I've just kind of been chilling this whole morning. I haven't done much, but it's kind of a good morning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm just hanging out. Just saying, I, it feels like it's a little colder than it was yesterday. I'm not just kidding me. Yeah. It
0: rained a lot but last yeah. night. So, yeah, it's
1: windy. windy. Um, but yeah, I'm doing all right. Just hanging out.
0: Good. Good. Well, we're going to hang out a little bit more. Uh, What we talked about on (laughs) Mr. Nice Guy, we talked love and fear, passion and creativity. And so um, I met y'all through uh, the music scene, of course, uh, hanging out at the uh, River West Public House, rest in peace. Um, That was where I first saw Fall Stomper um, almost two years ago now. Uh, Time is definitely, yeah, it's blurred blurred together a lot but i got to see y'all at quarters and we did a little interview um that's actually my first i think it was my only time i ever actually saw a show at
1: quarters um yeah damn. quarters is like best in my opinion so i hope that you can go back there once like the people can like hang out again yeah oh yeah that's
0: uh it's very eclectic uh the the artists that, that Cordis brings in for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is where we usually start. Um, it, uh, just taking it back a little bit. So uh, where? So, we'll start with where did all of you grow up?
1: So I was born and raised in Milwaukee the whole way. I was I lived in the South Side for most of my life, uh, nonetheless. Until I was like 21, I started like relocating all over the place and relocated to Riverwatch probably two years ago. I, uh, I actually grew up in Southern California in the suburbs, Diana. I mean, I, I moved here a few years ago. Um, I was born in Minnesota and have lived in like a lot of different places, specifically in the Midwest, and then like lived in the Fox Valley which is, like, up north for a while, and now I've lived in um, Milwaukee for, like, five years, I think.
0: Sweet. Like the Appleton area? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> sure. So uh, I guess uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, each of y'all's um, sort of musical backgrounds and uh, just sort of, you know, uh, how music would become creative for yourself so Ivy uh we can start with you um tell me a little bit about music in your life growing up
1: I mean uh growing up I was I was a really big fan of like Green Day my older brother would always play like Dookie and Insomniac like on and uh, I would just always be like damn I want to do that when I grow up and I didn't really play any shows until uh, I was, like, 17. Uh, I played in my first punk band called The Jagons. I only played, like, two shows, but it was it was pretty fun. Uh, other than that, I went on to, like, play in, like, a pop punk band, which later evolved into an emo band, and then we stopped playing shows in, like, 2017 or something. So I've been out of music until, like, pretty recently.
0: Nice. Well, I'm glad you're back
1: in. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all agree on that. Yeah, for sure. I bet it was
0: fantastic. refreshing. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, did you so? Did you like start playing uh, like music in high school? Like, uh, when did you learn?
1: So I started playing. I thought I learned how to play guitar when I was five, but I wasn't actually that good at it. I taught myself how to play bass when I was, like, eight. And then when I was 15, I started, like, teaching myself guitar. And I wasn't great at it, but during my time, like, away from playing shows and playing music with a band, I just kind of, like, taught myself a little more. And I'm just, like, um, I would play bass predominantly, but these days I'm playing guitar because I...
0: I've never done it before. It's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. Dope. Awesome. Um, well, yeah. I used to play trumpet in middle school and high school, but never wanted to be in a ska band. Oh, so, damn, we can't be in a ska band now. Oh, Maybe a yeah. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, I think there's only, like, one ska band I know in Milwaukee. So uh, I guess... Uh, You know, it's never too late for some more ska, apparently.
1: Honestly, I like ska a lot when I was a kid. And uh, it's not my, like, main type of music I listen to anymore. But sometimes I hear it and I'm like, honestly, it it was pretty good. It was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's just, like, it's a ball of fun, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Cool. Uh, Dora. Uh, tell me a little bit about music uh, in your life and uh, how, yeah, how you started playing and whatnot.
1: Yeah, um, so my, my dad is really into punk music. I just, like, listen to a lot of his CDs, um, like Bad Religion, Rancid and stuff. Uh, he, he would take me to shows. The uh, first show I ever went to, I think that was 8 or 9, we went to see the Dropkick Murphys. Um, and then yeah, like while uh, he he moved to Michigan a couple of years before I moved to Wisconsin. Um, but while, while we were both in California, um, we'd go to shows together. Um, uh, I, I never really got far playing music before. Now, I like played clarinet briefly when I was younger, I didn't get first, but I, I tried playing bass, guitar and I. I didn't get very far. Um, but yeah, and I, I was uh, just been messing around making like computer music for the last couple of years. Uh, I was making uh, <clears throat> some like noise things like music in 2017. Uh, there's no uh, there's there's no recordings of it because it wasn't good. I saw <laughs> I saw her do this live once, and it was fantastic. I just want to say okay. Well, just Good, good. I mean, Jesse and I have been friends for a long time. I was like, hey, like, yeah, I can
0: program drums in a drum machine. Awesome. Uh, I too was a clarinet uh, when I was younger. Um, I I didn't stick with it. I didn't. Looking back, like it was pretty cool to like being banned and stuff but you know i didn't really appreciate it at the time when i was in middle school i didn't have the patience for it i was more concerned with like trying to fit in
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean adolescence you know it's kind of hard to imagine that anybody would really have the discipline to like really stick around as a band around middle school i mean there are a few bands i have done in it but i don't know sounds like a pipe dream nothing really worked out for me and I've been trying to form a band since I was fucking 10 and I didn't
0: I didn't do that yeah 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 I remember like middle school was like when a lot of my friends like all like guitar playing learning guitar was like the cool thing to do so like a lot of them started taking lessons but only like two of them like actually stuck with it
1: yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it
0: goes. Yeah, right. It's a lot of navigation. Uh, Jesse, uh, tell me a little bit about music in your life growing up and uh, when you started playing and whatnot.
1: Uh, well, I had a, my mom was a single mom. So, you know, there's like, you know, you get the like Sheryl Crow and like Madonna and all that kind of stuff. But then also she, um, the, has always liked punk. And I remember seeing, like, what, Legacy of Brutality by the Misfits and thinking, wow, this is scary and cool. And then um, Fresh Fruit for Riding Vegetables by the Dead Kennedys and a few different Clash records. And I got really obsessed with the Dead Kennedys for a few years. Uh, <laughs> and um, after that, they'll want to get past the alleged, like, starter punk, which is all good shit, you know, whatever. Um, I got pretty into, like, Crust and, like, Brinecore for a while. Um, Drained a little more away from that and just looking, like, more wide variety of punk. Um, definitely, like, like, queer hardcore bands, that kind of thing.
0: Sure. Um, well, that being said, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about how False Stomper formed and just when the conversation
1: started. You two can take this away because I wasn't there. Yeah, so uh, I've been wanting to reform like a punk-type band for a while, and then um, me and Cora, who was our original guitarist, um, were like, should we just fucking start a band? And then we were both like, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Dora had mentioned that she knows how to use her laptop to make like drum beats and bass beats, and she's good at like figuring out sampling and stuff. So I was pretty excited because I knew that she liked like, her and Cora were, like, kind of with the, like, vision or whatever, but could also bring their own individuality into it without kind of, like, trying to, like, mold into whatever my, like, vision was. And, uh, but, yeah, we would just go to Cora's old place, um, and just play, like, really loud music at, like, 11 in the morning, um, and eventually had written enough songs to play shows, and we just uh, our first show was at Jesus Camp, and then, yeah, from there I feel like we've been able to sort of like figure out what we want, and then eventually Cora had to leave because she had a lot going on, with you know, and she's still amazing. Um, and then I have shout out to Cora. Shout her... out to Cora. Well, yeah, shout uh, out, yeah, Cora rules. Will... Will... Yeah, I hope, yeah. She... I hope she's great friend. Yeah. 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 Um. But, you know, and then we, so I met Ivy, and then she plays guitar, and she kept, she was always like, oh, I want to be in a band again. And like, she, she, we have similar tastes in music, we get along really well. Um, So, me and Dora, this is pre pandemic, but we all went out to get food uh, to like kind of solidify the decision to like add her to our group or whatever.
0: Um, and also to
1: celebrate the release. Of our- yeah and it was to celebrate the EP you know and um, it's funny because when I asked Ivy I was like hey uh do you want to like play guitar for us and she just goes yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like oh, she not? I was like does she not want to do it but apparently so I went home after that and I started losing my mind I was like thrashing on the bed I was like yeah hell yeah just like so- Really excited, just as like again, I haven't played music for like four years, and I was like, it was my first time playing in a punk band since like twenty fourteen, I think.
0: That's that. That's wonderful. Um, that the conversation like happened so organically. Uh, and you were everything fell into place there. Um, tell me about uh, where the name Ball Stomper came from.
1: We talked a little bit
0: about this headquarters.
1: Yeah, um, so we were like tossing around names and I think that's a general vibe. We wanted to do something that was like, like shocking, but like not necessarily in a like, I don't know. Like I think there, there, there's like a good creative way to do shock value and there's just like a bad and laid out and really boring way to do shock value. And we wanted to do the first thing. Right, because I think, too, with, like, satire, people forget that, like, satire is about critiquing, like, an already existing system that kind of sucks, right? And so I feel like there's a line between shocking and just, like, straight-up unnecessary. And, um, but once, like, I said, what if we just call it ball Song? Or, like, Dora and Cora were just like, yes, that's the name, um, so
0: sweet yeah. Oh, yeah i i dig it uh it's um i mean it is also just very like what you said about shock value like it's just you know it just defies what's expected that's pretty punk that's a uh, very punk rock
1: <laughs> and Chloe think that we're <laughs> thank you we've made it i quit music yeah i'm done
0: now like fuck all the people that are giving you a hard time like that's kind of the vibe i uh i got from ball stompers so i and i think that's yeah it's authentic for sure
1: yeah and i also think too that there like are well you certainly don't have to be a queer artist that talks about like sexuality some people they're either not very sexual or they just don't like talking about it and that's fine but I also felt like it would be fun to incorporate like through imagery and like song titles you know all that stuff like kind of like tongue-in-cheek like sexual jokes or whatever uh because like I still think that a lot of like queer sexuality historically has been like either repressed or just erased you know and so it's kind of fun to use that as an outlet to, for that like aspect of uh, like political sexuality through gaming. game where. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it's rebellious for sure. Um, and in your face. Um, how, what was, uh, what was the last, your last show uh, before COVID?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Ivy was there too. But she had like we had an after to join the band. Yeah, I, don't think. Yeah, I was just kind of spectating, but yeah, it was it was uh, a and It was kind of a small and kind of short, not like small in terms of uh, turnout, but it was like what two or three artists. Yeah, because basically there were a lot of bands who were touring at the time who had to like in the middle of it cancel their tours because no one knew anything about COVID and it was just like growing so rapidly so a lot of people were like well I should probably stay home uh but the new the artist from New York whose name is Real Dominic um came through and was like well if I'm already this far from home I'm just gonna like finish it up which I could see especially at the time not knowing the severity of everything um but yeah it was a really fun show like like, I feel like that was, like, the most fun I ever had playing the show just because, like, the whole crowd was, like, really fun and people were just, like, dancing and not necessarily just, like, mosh Warrior dancing, you know? And, like, like uh me and a couple people went to Shawarma King. That's what it's called now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. like, we got Shawarma King and just, like, the ritual of, like, sitting in the back of the and eating Shawarma King. And we just had, like, so much food and everybody... Like, it just felt sort of, like, this like last too raw even though like well not fully last too raw but for the time being um and we didn't know it but we were just like everybody got i made like so many friends that night that i'm still friends with so like our friend flowers is gonna help us work on the album and, shout uh, out to flowers
0: i, I love flowers is yeah, I knew
1: flowers. yeah she's great yeah
0: she's good you were yeah uh, jesse you were on her uh record last summer weren't you
1: yeah, I was. She, uh, she recorded a couple takes of me like screaming, and then she just sort of uh, like auto-tuned it in this way where I sounded more like an instrument, but it was like really fun. I hadn't done something like that before. I heard that track when it came out. Like, wow, this is so sick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, yeah. The duels, dual- yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's fun to make music because she has her like very own style and I have my very own style, but I feel like it
0: yeah definitely yeah she's yeah I, I love how collaborative she is uh for sure like she's she's making some moves i know she's coming out with more music soon which is exciting um yeah so right. like Bedbugs uh dropped uh from a couple months ago uh just kind of what the uh what the, the idea was the concept behind uh these two songs and like what they were about and whatnot
1: uh, sure. So, I mean, the two songs in general um, were just two of the songs that we wrote first for this album that we're working on right now. Um, so we just wanted to put out, like, home recordings of those, uh, let everybody know we're still here, give birth, uh, like a, you know like a teaser trailer for a movie uh, ahead of the, uh, the big event. Um, just two songs. Yeah, the second the, yeah, the, song, the second song on that, um, which I have lead vocals on, is called Point Break uh, after the Patrick Swayze movie. Um, and it's just like, uh, I mean, I, I think that, like, the, you know, I, I love Patrick Swayze and, um, you know, many references. Uh, and uh, Point Break, especially, is a great movie. Uh, it is. I think it movie. has a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it has a lot to say about like masculinity and self destruction. And there, there's this like sort of drive that you see to just um, destroy yourself against nature, just, you know, throw yourself into this void. They're just like jumping out in helicopters without parachutes. They're trying to like catch the big waves and just disappear into the ocean. Uh, and, you know, I think some of that is related to a lot of the despair uh, that some trans people feel when they are still figuring things out, when they're still in the closet, not ready to, um, or, like, not not sure what's going on. Uh, I I think that's sort of where that comes from. I mean, shoot, even for the people that don't even know they're trans, and, like, they just... Like they're just always in pain and they just don't know what's going on. Um, so then give the people what they want or bed bugs, we kind of call it either. Uh, I wrote it around the time where I, it was a while ago, but I lived in a house that was very infested with bed bugs. So it's a very just like psychologically, physically, spiritually horrible experience. Yeah. Um, and there's also themes of um how there's some similar levels of pain when dealing with uh closeted people who maybe think they're straight but aren't and I won't get too into that. It's a whole it's a whole conversation. basically like hurting multiple people in the process because they, they're too afraid to be like Sometimes. straight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they're so like uh, there's lyrics in there like, you know, you just stick it in her like a bed bug and then you lay down to die because he's all done. And I feel like that's kind of like a model, like a, a habit people get into when they're like forced to be straight or they're like, you know, pretty relaxed straight, but they like are still uh, affected by those like compulsory uh, behaviors. Yeah. So
0: yeah, Tim, yeah. that's real. Uh, I appreciate y'all sharing that. Like, that's that's some visceral stuff for sure.
1: Yeah, the, the, the you know, all the bed bugs and stuff, it, it explains why the song is just so unnerving. Yeah, I try to really kind of go a little wild in that one because there was a lot of, like, I was feeling a lot of, like, emotional buildup, like, before writing this song, so. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure um and so you said that uh this is uh just a little piece of the record y'all are working on now uh so if you folks want to talk a little bit about what's in store
1: uh we'd love to hear it well i think we're all really excited and we've put in a lot of work into it i mean as soon as uh, Ivy had joined the band, like, right before the pandemic, when the pandemic happened, and we kind of all decided to be in each other's, like, social pod, um, and we just were cranking out songs, like, mm-hmm. super so fast, one after another. Just so fast. Um, <laughs> how many songs are on it? Like, 17? 17? Well, to be fair, what, like, two of them are old songs that we redid, and then one of them at the end is, the last song is actually a cover. Cool. Awesome. Shout uh, out to Bradmob. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> cool. Actually our friend uh, Eric Meyer uh let us just he let us drink all of his coffee and um uh, record everything in his kitchen with his own uh setup and that was really fun and he's he's a really great artist, so it was uh fun to collaborate with him and I feel like a lot of pressure or judgment or anything. That and a lot of the, the previous bands that he had played in were really yeah, he's that, a great musician. Yeah, he's, good, yeah. he's uh,
0: mm-hmm. he, he's the one who uh, runs Ground Zero, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it's still like a venue anymore, but he definitely still lives there. Yeah, sure. he's also writing um some of his own stuff through something called Evan Sprague. Evan, Evan Sprague. Evan yeah. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah, I just saw.
0: It. Yeah, he just released some new music under that. Um, type. Yeah awesome uh good stuff um so what what can uh, folks expect
1: um you know i I think all i really want to say right now is spring it's going to be out before the summer uh we're we're just we're everything's recorded we just need to finish it up cool and we will have uh tape and some t-shirts available so
0: sweet dope um how uh how often have y'all been able to like uh, get together like during like in the last year with quarantine, like uh and just how have you been uh kind of um you know getting through it
1: in general? We we met up like once a week, usually on like Fridays. Um we didn't really we weren't really like entirely inside each other's like social pod until like April, because you know, everybody was just like, No, we need to stay home, like, seriously, we need to stay home, kind of thing, like, in April. But then, like, around May, it was just like, Okay, if I know that I'm gonna be, like, at least sort of fine if I'm with this person, then, like, it should be fine. Because I know that jesse and Nora didn't really leave their house at all either. And yeah, we just kind of met up more so around mid May kind of. I was already in the band, but I we didn't really do much unless we did meet up in April. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't totally remember the exact time we started meeting up, but after that we pretty much twenty twenty, am I right? right. Uh, all blur. Um but we pretty yeah. much met up every week for most of the year. So it was it was definitely like everyone has been very committed to it and I'm glad we've been able to do that dope yeah, sure, yeah, that's really all
0: you can do i feel um uh yeah i I can't wait for uh shows specifically basement shows to come back uh you know sometime hopefully in the near future uh shout out to Jesus camp for sure <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I miss church. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. oh,
1: amen.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, awesome. Uh, I appreciate y'all uh, coming here to talk to me a little bit about what's going on, and uh, yeah, what how Ball Stomper has been uh, kept keeping busy. Um, so uh, on our way out, uh, I ask everyone the same questions. Um, uh, it can be you can answer how, for you want um, so Jesse, I'll start with you here. The first question is, uh, what keeps you up at night? <laughs>
1: um. Oh God. Um, everything, yeah. There's. Uh, I have a tendency to just overthink about things to the point where it uh, makes me not feel well that's been a thing I've had to manage. So I guess when you ask that question, if you're asking like what, what things like bother you the most in life, it's just kind of everything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. everything I don't sucks. Know I Everything's pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. Um, yeah. Dora, uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, you know,
1: recently I've noticed I'm a lot more sensitive to caffeine than I used to be. You know, used to be, I could just drink a couple cups of coffee at like midnight when I get home from work, and then I'll just go to sleep at (laughs) one. Uh, But, you know, like this week and the last week, I just haven't been able to do that. I'll just like lie in bed for an hour, not able to sleep. Um, So, yeah, I would say that uh, accidentally drinking too much coffee. We, we, We drink a lot of coffee. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I can't. We're alcohol, though. So. Yeah, we learned that yeah. it, it hurts her.
0: Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have another cup after this myself. um <laughs> Yeah, no, I I can't um I can't drink espresso anymore. Uh, it would just like, it just makes me feel like I'm gonna explode. So I usually just stick to regular. I love coffee.
1: that. That's a <laughs> Me, me too. I've, I've had that problem. I was always kind of sensitive to caffeine, I think, since I was, like, 12.
0: Yeah. I still drink, like, three cups. But, yeah, eventually <laughs> that turns into uh, beers uh, after a certain point. Um, yeah. Uh, Ivy, uh, what keeps you up at night?
1: Um, half the time, for some reason, it's, like, previous heartbreaks. And then the other half is back pain.
0: Uh, I learned I cannot
1: sleep on my stomach anymore. <laughs> I
0: got, I got me one of these heating pad. Does
1: wonders. So. I yeah. need one of those. Nancy, we, we have been using. Um, we fill a sock full of rice and then throw it in the microwave for like a minute. We, we've just been using that every time we have a bunch of. Pain in our body.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this thing has rice in it too. Um, Yeah, uh, the second question is uh, more of a, it's on a lighter note. Um, Jesse, what puts you to sleep?
1: Uh, Sometimes I don't um, (laughs) sleep, but um, generally, you know, in a good day, Um, at some point I'm able to just kind of stop thinking so much and have a nice rest Um, but I don't yeah I mean there really is no reprieve like that's just that's how I feel Um, but I'm also like a front man so that's just what I'm going to say you know like there's no reprieve yeah yeah (sighs) I
0: once again don't blame you there um <clears throat> uh dora what puts you to sleep
1: uh yeah i mean like i i work in a warehouse i come home exhausted every night uh i i'm i would say that just my my job puts me to sleep pretty effectively once i get home for sure yeah i get that um
0: and then ivy will put you to sleep
1: um, really long YouTube videos,
0: and any THC product. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to THC. <laughs> yeah, lately, for me, it's been a couple beers, definitely. And uh, just like, kind of similar to what you're saying, Jesse, like, I overthink a lot too. Um And I, I exhaust myself with my anxious thoughts. So eventually like, um, yeah, eventually I just get too tired to keep my eyes open. Uh, I I generally sleep pretty well, but you know, definitely like, I feel like my dreams have been getting more vivid since quarantine. A lot to, a lot to think about, a lot to unpack about like, you know, the way the world is right now, but Uh, But that's for another day. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Ball Stomper, for uh, being on the show. I appreciate y'all being here, for sure. Once again, it
1: was a pleasure. We appreciate you. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, nice
0: guy podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, hit me up when that Ball Stomper uh, record drops. Uh, Looking forward to hearing it. Good um yeah for for everyone watching uh i will be uh tagging ball stomper uh posting link to their band camp so you can check it out uh stay tuned for their record uh in the coming months thank you for watching mr nice guys always we'll see you next time
1: bye bye
0: hell yeah